Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Kazimir Vervinsky, Senior Director and Office of the CTO for the AI Products Group at Intel. Welcome, Kaz. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks. So, Kaz, I know that you have recently joined Intel within our AI program. Tell me a little bit about your background and the role that you've taken on at Intel. Well, I've had kind of a varied background. I started out of engineering immediately working as a trader on Wall Street, and then I did a software startup for a little bit. And then at the ripe age of 30, I decided to go back to grad school to get a Ph.D. in neuroscience. And part of that was just driven by my love of AI and kind of looking at the human brain as an inspiration for AI. Then I worked at Qualcomm on a neuromorphic chip project, and then I just got very excited by what was going on at Intel around AI and was lucky enough to join a few months ago. Now, Intel has been engaging in this arena for quite a long time. We recently had a big presence at the NIPS conference, and one thing that I picked up was a new topic called Explainable AI. Can you explain, no pun intended, what Explainable AI is all about? (laughs) Yeah, that's the challenge. So one of the concerns being voiced by several researchers at NIPS was this idea that we have these very complicated neural network models that are taking inputs and making predictions about what these inputs are. Like they'll take in an image, let's say, and they'll go through some complicated calculation. At the end, it'll spit out this image contains a dog, or this image contains a car. And when everything's working well, that's all great. But when every once in a while, you know, you show the picture of a chair, and I'll say, this is a snail. And you'll think, hmm, what went wrong here? Let me look inside the black box. You know, what exactly went wrong? And the models are so complicated that it's getting pretty hard for a human to kind of go in and look at the parts, you know, like a car mechanic and say, ah, here, here's the part where it went wrong. So this idea of explainable AI is could we design systems from the start that hopefully would reveal their inner workings a little bit more transparently to their designers than otherwise. But this topic actually touches on a lot of different aspects of AI. It's a a fascinating and very complicated topic because it also touches on things like safety. So let's say you're using a very complicated neural network in a safety-critical application. If you're worried as an engineer that you might not be able to easily debug this black box, and then you're going to be kind of reticent to put it in a safety-critical situation. Or if this is a model that's going to be used to make decisions about, you know, what's going to happen to somebody, like is their credit going to be accepted or denied? And for some reason it's denied, and that person wants to understand, well, how did you get to this decision that my credit application would be denied? If the black box is too complicated to extract an explanation, then to some people that might not seem fair that they can't appeal this decision. So it it touches on a lot of technical and societal issues. Now, you mentioned um, neural network processing in this. Why is this specifically intersecting with neural network processing in your mind? Well, for a couple of reasons. One is that by their nature, these models have a lot of these components that are individually very simple, these neurons. And then by putting millions of these simple units together in structured ways and running lots of data through them, you end up with models that perform very well, 
but by construction, they're made up of the sum of lots of seemingly simple parts. It's the interplay between these simple elements that gives rise to the good performance. So kind of by construction, they tend to spread explanatory power across all of these individual neurons. So that's one reason. I think the other reason is it just so happens that these are the models that are achieving the best performance on a lot of tasks right now. This is where the state of the art is. Mm-hmm. So now that the state of the art is getting to the point where people actually want to start using these machine learning models in production, you know, in kind of real world situations, this is now where this concern is coming about. Um, and it's possible that any kind of sufficiently complicated model would offer the same kind of challenges. How do we move the industry forward in a way that can address this more quickly, given that this is such a challenge? So. There is this recently organized consortium of companies and academics and kind of NGO-type players called the Partnership on AI. It's a very new group, so it's still early days, but the mission of this group, which which Intel has joined, is exactly to come up with cross-industry and cross-society solutions or at least approaches to some of these problems. Let's at least all agree on what we think the problem is before we try to hammer it out. Because there are technical questions as well as ethical and society level questions, it really requires a kind of a consortium approach. And Intel is actually trying to take a proactive role in participating in these consortiums. For listeners, I would recommend just kind of doing a Google search on partnership on AI. And they have their whole mission statement very clearly stated on their website. So I won't try to recite it, but I know that a key part of their mission was around the safety and trustworthiness of AI technologies and the fairness and transparency of systems. I know that they're also interested in the economic effects of automating work. But again, you can kind of see their whole mission statement if you go to their website. Well, you can see that Explainable AI has a direct path into this in terms of being able to have transparency on why decisions were made or why outcomes were were suggested seems to be something that builds that trust with the broader population for the technology. I agree. And the reason why I describe some of these issues as opportunities and not just challenges is that, you know, if you consider some decision like credit scoring, now a lot of that is done by machines. But in the cases where it's done by humans, you know, you can't kind of open up a human brain and see, okay, well, how did you really decide how to score this credit on this applicant? Is there some kind of bias inside this human brain that we're trying to, you know, can I do a brain scan on this person and figure this out? Um, on machines, you can do the equivalent of a brain scan. So we have the opportunity to, as a society, decide, okay, these are the values that we think are critical in this particular task for this particular kind of decision-making. Let's make sure that whatever system we design respects those values, and we can kind of continually test and measure to make sure that the system is conforming to the spec, so to speak, you know, to put it in engineering language. That's really important work, Kaz, and I'm so glad that you're helping Intel drive our contributions to how the tech sector addresses this important challenge as AI starts to more broadly proliferate. One final question for you. If folks want to engage more with Intel about what we're doing in AI, including our engagements with consortiums and our engagements around the explainable AI topic, Where should they go for more information, and how can they engage with your team? Definitely the Partnership for AI is one avenue. We collaborate with academic labs. We fund research that helps in this regard. 
We also know that it's a kind of an ecosystem problem where, you know, if you're an interesting company that has a solution to some aspect of this problem, we would be happy to partner with you, maybe invest in you. You know, there are startups that can address some of the problems here. So there's a lot of different ways to interact with Intel around this problem. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing this important story. We'd love to have you back on the program soon just to hear how you're doing with this endeavor and how our AI products group is delivering new capabilities to fuel the broader industry development of AI technology. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 